0: The Once and Future Nerd is independently produced. If you're enjoying the show and would like to support us, visit onceandfuturenerd.com support to find out how you can help. Listening to this show on an iOS device? Leave us a rating on iTunes, please.
1: The Once and Future Nerd. Book One, Princes of Jordan. Chapter 6 The Singing Sister Episode 4
2: As I soaped with the four esteemed commanders of the Civic Guard on that night sixteen years ago, General Robert Greenhorn, the only nobleman of that party, inquired after his sister, the Lady Dagmar, who would one day be Queen Yorikal. Peace will be her rest. So, Brennan, how fares my sister at court? Well, I think the late Prince.
1: Honored be Uther's name. Here, here, here.
2: Here, here. Uther was not over fond of her, but I think he only hoped to honor the memory of
1: his Lady Mother. I understand but I imagine he would feel that way about any lady of whom his majesty was fond. I pray you, let this stay at this table.
2: But his majesty has spoken favorably to me about your lady sister on several occasions. Ah, splendid.
1: Any counsel you would give her were you in my place. Well,
2: no, nothing. Just do as she's been doing.
1: I'd rather know, Brennan.
2: It's, you know... How women can gossip, <laughs>
0: gods don't I know it,
1: especially if they've got some wine in them
0: <laughs> there's this uh, courtesan swings by us now and then, sweet girl treats the boys good, but uh, they call her the horn of the elders. Tell her something whole realm's going to hear it <laughs> 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 but really, Brennan.
1: What are they saying?
2: Oh, nothing too terrible. Just that she may be attracting the attention of some below her station. Not intentionally, of course.
1: Like whom?
2: Generals. We all rose in her presence and immediately bent our knees. The Lord Commander of the Knights of the Wood, with her golden armor and spiked saber. Tied related. Ha! Oh, Sorry. As
3: you were. Allow me to introduce Colonel Traft.
2: He had barely twenty-five years then. Could hardly grow a damn beard. But he wore clothes and hair like a man's. Could almost pass for one. But I never liked the look of the bastard.
3: Shall we sit?
2: In any case, reality asked each of us to impart the wisdom of our years on the help before he left for his first campaign. Being asked was an honor he did not
0: refuse. When I was a little younger than you, I was in a riding accident. My leg's all messed up, and I said to my dad, I said, God damn, I gotta get another horse. This one's crazy. And my dad said, I could get you another horse, but one day you'll have something you only get one of, and you'll have to make the best of it. So you better learn how to do that now. This is your only duty to the realm, son. There's a lot of honest people counting on you doing it just to go on with their lives. So you better make the best of it. I will. Thank you, sir. When a man does as much as you'll be doing
1: for the realm, he may start to think he's entitled to certain allowances. It can be very easy to lose oneself in camp followers, for instance. You'll never be more than a man, though. Everything in moderation. Yes, sir. Thank you. Brandy before ale, smooth shall ye sail. Ale before brandy... Yell shit yourself.
2: Is no one else going to say it? You've got that orc blood in you, lad. Half of you comes from savage, treacherous, raping stock. Surround yourself with good men and see that it doesn't get the better of you.
3: We all know his background, General Brennan. But we wouldn't be having this conversation had the Colonel not already shown much loyalty and valor. General Kerr, have you anything to add?
2: There was something sad about how long he took to answer.
0: No, there's naught I can say that will prepare you for what you'll see out there. Honor your charge as long as you can, and know when it's time to walk away.
1: Brennan shivered in the back of the wagon as he tried to continue his tale, but his fever worsened
2: we finished our meals and retired to bed at dawn the high commander and 50 civic guards set off for their campaign i remember my dream that night so vividly there was a dragon who had somehow trained a hawk the hawk flew into a field sent all the mice and the rabbits running then the dragon flew in and burned and ate everything
3: So Brennan, what happened with Traft and the raid?
4: And who was nailing that guy's sister?
2: Commander came back in the morning. No horse. Bleeding bad. Said Traft turned on them. More orcs coming. They were on us ten minutes later. We held the fort. Terrible toll. A spear nicked my throat. Stone tipped. Be dead if it were steel. Thank Galadin for elf medicine. Thought I was dead saw my own blood spray onto the walls of Blackhold. That cool dizziness creeping over my eyes.
1: Brennan's eyes rolled back as his face went slack.
3: Brennan! Sir Brennan!
1: Regan urged the horses faster. (laughs) Somebody hit him! Nelson shook his head in emphatic refusal of the Queen's command. Billy reached a hand towards Brennan, closed his eyes tightly, and then lightly tapped Brennan's cheek before yanking his hand back and covering his head.
3: God damn it, I said hit him!
1: Jen, still holding her raw, swollen throat, kicked Brennan in the gut with all the strength she could muster. He started awake, but just barely. Should be less than an hour to the gates. Sooner if we keep this pace.
3: Mia, if you know any prayers for making your god
1: less of an asshole than usual, now would be a great time. They rushed onward. Meanwhile, far to the west, Outside the walls of the newly captured Blackhold, several of the Templars of Discord conducted a horrid ritual. Three of them restrained a captured guardsman, while a fourth opened his throat. As his body fluttered and then fell still, his lifeblood sprayed onto the walls of the fort, onto which had been carved runes of an all but forgotten script. These now glowed with an eldritch fire. The Templars, tossing the lifeless body onto a pile of similarly butchered corpses, studied the pattern of the illuminated carvings. As the unnatural light faded, one headed into the fort to inform Traft of their new knowledge. General Traft was taking breakfast at the time in Blackhold's command room. He was surrounded by his Orc chieftains and his new protégé, Smith the Smith. The room grew quiet with dread as the cloaked figure seemed to float in.
4: We have read the portents.
1: The Templar, of course, used an illusion enchantment to cloak his voice like he cloaked the rest of himself. His effortless proficiency in the arcane arts did nothing to calm those around him. The
4: Stormbringer is nigh, and all
5: Take your pick of the horses. We'll follow you in the morning.
1: The Templar nodded and left. The door seemed to close behind him without his pulling it. Smith and the Chieftains exhaled palpable relief. I'd hoped we could wait a little longer to march on freehold.
5: Riverfell's the least evil of the four, I think. Oh well. He dies next. I still
0: do not trust
5: the Templars. And respectfully, Brother General, I don't know why you do. I don't trust them. They're not trustworthy, but they are predictable, which is good enough for wartime.
0: Sorry, what was that about the Stormbringer?
5: They're referring to a prophecy that's very important to their sect. They believe that when the time is right, a great agent of chaos will appear to solidify the rule of Geradian. The Templars follow me because they think I'm some kind of key to finding the Stormbringer.
1: Do
2: you believe that?
5: Stranger things have happened in my life. Did I ever tell you all why they believe what they do?
1: No one seemed eager to respond in any way. Suppose now's a good time as any. And as Traft began his story, Nia prayed over Brennan who drifted in and out of lucidity in the back of the wagon.
4: Please grant your grace to our dear friend and your loyal servant. Return his body to a healthy state of order and deliver him from illness, that most terrible agent of chaos.
1: Suddenly, Nia's mind made a connection it perhaps should have some time ago. You know how mortal minds can be.
4: Brennan, the king has loved my enemy, yes? That's what the girl said. You still fucking on that? I'm loath to say it. But avatars, dreaming, it's the only thread that can tie the visions together.
5: This line of thought is preposterous, and we
2: haven't the time for it.
4: Brennan, I think you and I may have seen auguries of Galada.
2: King never loved the enemy.
4: No, his majesty was an honorable man. He would never have knowingly loved chaos. But if Geradian took a mortal form and deceived him... That beggar believed that Geradian took the form of a woman and that this woman killed the prince. I'm afraid there's no tactful way to ask this, Brennan. But had his majesty ever mentioned any personal entanglements?
3: No, you're right. That's good. Angry's better than unconscious.
4: So, Brennan, was Gunther Plan hide the long sword with anyone on the side, other than my grandma? No, I really am trying to deduce who it could have been. What friend of the enemy could have been close to his majesty?
1: And at around the same time that Nia pondered this, General Traft reached a detail in his story which was shocking to Smith. Wait. Dagmar Granital, the High Queen of Jordan, took you as a lover. Do you see what I tried to do there? The answer to Nia's question was... Oh, you understood. Good. Just making certain mortal minds, you know. Hmm. In any case, her name
5: was Greenhorn then. She wasn't queen yet, but yes. I couldn't sleep that night, so I just kind of walked to nowhere. General. Dagmar looked like a dream that night. Maybe she was. Not yet. Promotion ceremonies in the morning before we leave.
6: I needed to see you before then. And touch you.
5: I couldn't match her gaze. Wasn't strong enough then.
6: You needn't go.
5: I gave my word, my lady.
6: And why do we keep our word?
5: When the elves change their mind and they take what they gave me, my word will be the only currency I've got.
6: And why should it be thus?
5: Could be much worse.
6: It could be tenfold better and then some.
5: Could be. But what do we give to get there?
6: Everything.
5: She kissed me then.
6: I'm willing. Are you? No. Ere this time tomorrow, I fear you will be. Could be. Very well, then. If I must lose you tomorrow, let me have you now.
5: We made love under the- It didn't
6: happen like that.
1: The Chieftains all looked quite surprised by Smith's interruption.
5: I'm telling the story, Smith.
0: That's not how people make love. That's how a boy of 13 years tells his friends it happened. Probably with some wench from Armstrong Guard. You wouldn't know her.
5: Are you calling me a liar, Smith the Smith?
1: Smith cowered and flinched under Traft's towering presence and furious gaze. Not at all, sir. I only meant.
5: <laughs> 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 I'm fucking with you, Smith. <laughs> Oh, there are two types of stories in this world. Lies people tell you about evil done to them, and lies they tell about evil they've done. The second kind is to be picked apart until only the twisted, wicked skeleton remains and then smashed underfoot. The first is to be cherished for all its nonsense.
1: Meanwhile, a very worried Arline Redmore heard a stern knock on the door of her chambers. She hid her knife behind her back and opened the door. Gwen, though flanked by two Redmore men, looked healthy. Arline thought it nearly too good to be true, and so hesitated to move lest she awake from this reverie. But when the guards pushed Gwen forward and she fell into her lady's arms, Arline knew she was warm flesh and pumping blood. As they breathed in the realness of each other, Ardell lurked into view behind Gwen. Arlene hugged Gwen tighter and looked at Ardell with furious intensity.
5: Don't worry,
1: she's quite unharmed. And thank you for your help. Ardell and his men walked away.
3: Are you all right? Yes. Gods, I missed you. Are you... Did, did anyone I wasn't touched oh praise be I think they were shot on men after that assassin made her way through the dungeon No one could afford to leave his post. Oh. <laughs>
5: Oh, I nearly forgot.
1: Ardell oozed back into the doorway.
5: You're going to have a new neighbor.
1: Ardell's men dragged a barely lucid Rickard past the door. They lingered just long enough to display the dried blood covering his shirt. Well, I
5: couldn't abide him using my old chambers after he spoke such slanders against you. Don't worry, though. He'll be under constant guard, lest he try anything
1: rash when the sedatives wear off. Ardell slammed Arlene's door shut. She heard a key turn in her lock.
3: Who was that man? That was my cousin, Ricard. Not the one who... The same. Why did Ardell cut his tongue out? There's so much to tell since you've been gone, but not tonight. He deserves it, and more. I'm frightened, m'lady. Very frightened. I'll never again let you out of my sight. I swear on my life.
1: As Rickard's cries worsened, Gwen had a thought which disturbed her greatly.
3: What did Ardell mean when he thanked you? He's only trying to play games with my mind. We should leave. Where would we go, Gwen? Anywhere else. For both our sakes. Please. Please leave with me. We can't. Not now. Then when? Just... Just lay with me. Please. It won't get better here. Shh. It's all right, Gwen. It's not all right. It's never been all right. Do you you remember the lullaby you taught me when we were young? Please. There please, were two go, please. sisters by the sea Each as fair as fair could be There's nothing to gain staying here The younger's voice was the purest but none The elder's bright as candle in the sun Into town one day there rode a night Singing here's where I'll find white The elder said, this much I know, if he hears her sing I'll be yet alone. So she called out, sister come with me, let's go walking by the sea. And the waves did thrash and the wind did churn, and only the elder did return, returned alone.
1: Craft stood high atop the ramparts of Blackhold, surveying the night.
3: When the younger's body washed ashore, the elder wept like the rest and more. Smith
1: stood with him. She
3: was consoled by the handsome knight, and ere long she was his wife. Which type of story is yours? One day a dragon came to town, stars devoured. I
5: suppose it's a little both. The
3: knight hoped to the dragon slay, and thus was the sister widow-made.
5: How much of each you'll need to judge for yourself.
3: Knowing that her doom was near, she thought of the sister once held dear. Would
5: you like to hear the rest of it? So
3: she crawled to the mound where the dead did rest, and cried upon her family crest. Only if it's good. Oh wicked, rotten wretch am I Woe that I've but once to die
1: As Brennan shook with fever it Was
3: not just you I drowned that day The best part of me to washed away
1: And Arlene Redmore sang
3: Washed away Washed away away
1: Troff told his story to the night.
3: And then a voice came from the earth, sweet and true and full of mirth.
1: We made love under
5: the moon, as I said.
3: Sister, it's true you've done me wrong, but flesh is weak as love is strong.
5: As we lie under the stars.
3: I've still love for you to give, so promise me that you would live.
5: Dagmar looked at me. No threw me
6: and spoke.
3: Now take that spade on earth, my bones. I'll make you a flute so sweet of tone.
6: You're coming to a crossroads, my love.
3: So sweet of tone. So sweet of tone. Fa-la-la-la-la-la-do-do.
0: I can see the god towers
3: of the white forest. So she rode to town with flute. White, and found the dragon in the night.
2: so much farther now?
3: Unless the dragon burned her into gold, she played her flute with heart and soul.
6: The world is coming to a crossroads.
3: The fife it piped out clear and true, the voice of the sister she once knew.
6: And you shall choose our path.
3: The dragon sighed and then he wept, Then drifted off and soundly slept
6: (laughs) The storm-bringer is nigh And all shall
1: crumble Gwen's crying calmed as she looked into Arlene's eyes Together they sang
3: And thus the elder's life was saved By the voice of a sister she once sang In life we do each other wrong and home, love, sweet
1: song. A malodorous cart approached the White Forest gatehouse. And on the road from Blackhold, six Templars of discord drove their horses into a breakneck gallop. For additional information and bonus content, access onceandfuturenerd.com on your computer machine. New episodes are released every other Sunday. The Once and Future Nerd is written and created by Zach Glass and Christian Madeira and directed and edited by Christian Madeira. It is performed by Rhiannon Angel Garrett Armin Dan Dobransky Lily Drexler Hayes Dunlop Anya Gibeon, Ian Harkins, Paul Notice, Frank Querez, and Julie Reed. It is co-executive produced by Jess Kelly. Alex Storey is an associate producer. The Once and Future Nerd is recorded by Brian Forbes at the Gallery Recording Studio in Brooklyn, New York, with second unit production sound by Gary O'Keefe. Foley, sound design and mixing is done by Sandra Ramirez. Theme music is composed by Tom Lee. Thanks for downloading.